At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. The new year is upon us, 2023. I hope you guys are able to grab the new year by the balls and show it who's boss in life and in this HVAC and refrigeration trade. So we got Jim Foltz on the podcast, and we're going to talk about universal parts in general and, and why they may help you on the truck instead of carrying around hundreds of OEM parts. And we're also going to talk about uh, the White Rogers Emerson new um, integrated furnace control. It's the 50M56X-843. This thing is completely badass. We're going to have a conversation around it. Jim's going to discuss how near field communication works, right? And he's also going to tell us about when we're setting up new Wi-Fi thermostats, how we need to look very carefully at the signal, the Wi-Fi signal. Is it 5.0? Is it 2.4? And some thermostats don't jive, and you, you gotta you gotta know this and change it within your phone to get them to work. And if you don't know this, you could be scratching your hair out. So stay tuned to that, guys. This is the HVAC Not All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. This podcast is sponsored by the Master Group, and on their shelf they have Emerson White Rogers products. So this board here, we're gonna discuss in this podcast the integrated furnace control. I mean, all you got to do is talk to your master rep and they'll be able to bring this part in for you, no problem. So you can keep it on the truck for those emergencies and the breakdowns, right? So you don't have to carry all the OEMs with you. This podcast is sponsored by Cintas. And if you have techs, like a team running around wearing uniforms and you supply those uniforms, Cintas has a lineup that you can check out on their website. Now, if you don't currently or you're looking to move uniform suppliers, uh, check out Cintas because they got stretchy, breathable, comfortable Carhartt stuff. They have a bunch of stuff that is right in line with the blue collar industry. So we got a landing page. It's Cintas.com forward slash HVAC know it all. So check it out. Welcome to the HVAC know it all podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Jim, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing awesome. I think this is a good conversation that we're going to have because over the last, I don't know, three or four months, I've been talking about universal parts and the universal parts we've been talking about revolves around Emerson and what they're doing to in this space. Right. Because to, to me, and you can, mm-hmm. you can give me your, your thoughts on this, but to me, I think uh, a truck is more efficient if you can carry a few universal parts that mix and match with many different types of equipment than try to carry every single OEM part that's out there for every piece of equipment you might see. It just sounds way more efficient to me. What do you think about that? It is. It, it, it goes back to actually days that I was doing training and tech support uh, for a local distributor. And the technician would walk in and say, hey, I need this board for this furnace. And here, here the uh, counter salesman's looking up that furnace and saying, oh yeah, we got this exact board for this furnace. Um, it's in another location. It's in another branch. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll have it here for you tomorrow. And the technician would say, okay, thanks. Uh, I'll let you know if I need it and turn around and walk out the door. And more than likely that technician would continue that route until he walked into a supply house that either had that board or he walked into a supply house that said, hey, we have a universal that crosses over to that that'll take care of that for you today. And Mm -hmm. and because he was interested in getting that customer taken care of that day 
right then and there. The, the homeowner is not interested in, in going another day with their house freezing. And the there's two things that happen there. The technicians losing a ton of time by going around to supply houses trying to find an OEM control. Yeah. Uh, and and the other part is uh, from the, the supply house uh, standpoint, uh, each supply house that would not offer that universal control up front was missing the sale because some other supply house was getting that sale. And so uh, all around, it was extremely beneficial uh, to be able to have those universal parts available and on uh, the truck. And it doesn't take that many universal parts to be able to cover a tremendous amount of equipment that's out there nowadays. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question because if, if you get, I mean, you've been online and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everybody's opinionated and, and people have strong opinions. And sometimes opinions are just based on experience. They're based on sometimes opinions of others, right? Sometimes people base their opinions on opinions of others, which I think can be dangerous because the opinions of others might not be um, kosher. They might not, they might not revolve around the same experiences of that particular person. So I think you got to base your opinions on experience, on your education. Um, and rather than opinions, I think it's even best to use facts rather than because facts trump sure. opinions. Mm -hmm. I mean, generally speaking, right? So uh, the opinion that I see a lot is I would, I always go OEM. I never use universal. Mm -hmm. OEM is the way to go. Never use universal. What would you say to the technician that is, is thinking in that sort of space or that sort of line where, where they, they only want to use OEM and they won't even look at a universal part as an option? Part of that, I think, really boils down to understanding what that technician is working on, understanding the overall picture of the components of the equipment. And, and I say that because it seems like the easiest way that, that I hear about uh, changing a, a control out that has 10, 15 wires connected to it is I want to pull it off of this control and put it on this control. I want to do one wire at a time to make sure that I have everything exactly where it needs to go. And yeah. uh, that's, that's part of the learning process really that the technician uh, could go through in understanding exactly everything uh, that's uh, in. And, and let's take the, let's take a gas furnace, for example, and, and I'll rattle through them real quick here. Uh, you, you have a universal control, and, and I actually have one of our new ones here with us today, the, the 50M56X843 that we're, we're in the process of launching. Uh, there's, there's voltage tabs in the one corner. You have hot and neutral for your power coming in. You have hot and neutral going to your transformer and then 24 volts coming from your transformer. You have an inducer and igniter, which is 120 volt circuits each. And then you have a blower motor, which is usually a high, a low, and, and a common, and then some, some park speeds, sometimes a fan speed. Other than that, you got a 24 volt circuit that currently most manufacturers are putting into a, a 12 pin Molex or 11, 12 pin inline connector, depending on the manufacturer. And you have a thermostat bus. That's it. And when you're looking at a universal control uh, and you're pulling the wires off of the old one, if you pull them off in groups, these are the wires going to the blower. These are the wires going to the inducer. And, and you set them aside in, in groups, you're, you're hardly talking a half a dozen different parts that's connecting up to this. It's, it's, it's not like you got to memorize or remember 20 components going into a control and you, and you set them aside in groups, put the new control in, and then you can reconnect them in, in those orders of groups. And the main things you need to remember what color of wire was on the low speed? What color of wire was on the, the, or I should say heat speed? What color of wire was on the cool speed? What color of wire was on the fan speed for PSC motor applications? Mm -hmm. Other than that, everything's 
fairly straightforward of connecting up and and being familiar with how those different furnace components plug into a board makes that that familiarity makes control so much easier to to be able to install something that's universal because a, a universal board is going to specifically identify where the blower goes where the igniter goes inducer uh, all of those things and 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 that's the challenge of of getting through that now i will say that our old 50m56u uh, that we had had a bag of harnesses and that was the biggest anxiety that i think a technician would have in using a universal control is like okay i got this control but now i got i got six eight ten harnesses adapter harnesses i gotta figure out which harnesses to make this thing work and, and i think that was the biggest fear and anxiety that that i could see uh with technicians out in the field of knowing which wire which harness to to use and, and interesting enough did a training session for a distributor where they brought in their their uh, counter salespeople and had some hands-on application. We had equipment and a, a hands-on lab there. And by the end of the day, these counter people were saying, I'm not even a technician. And if one walked up to the counter and said, I have this brand of furnace and I need to, to get a replacement control, I could open up the instructions and on two pages was the list by manufacturer pick out and say, what brand is it? Pick the harness for them, hand them the harness, hand them the bag and say, these are, are scrap for your truck if you need short wires and and take care of the biggest fear for them of, of what exactly to, to plug into that universal control. And that's one of the things that, that's uh, segueing into to the 50M56X here. It, the, the coolest feature of this is the fact that there's no harnesses included in this box anymore for the most universal uh, IFC integrated furnace control that's out there on the market. All of all of the different types of connectors we put on the control. So the technician, if they're worrying about, oh, you know, what do I have to adapt to get this to work? There's no adaption. You take the harness that's in the furnace and it plugs it into whichever style you have is on this control it plugs directly into it and when you power the control up it senses what harness is plugged into it and sets itself accordingly so there's no configuration to figure out well i i'm using it in this furnace so i got to do this type of configuration there's none of that it's full auto detection on the harnesses and so we've totally eliminated what in my opinion the the biggest anxiety could be of using a universal control and at that point mm -hmm. it's just a matter of again connecting blower wires inducer igniter transformer power and thermostat and and you're good to go yeah so i want to get to that board a little bit more in depth uh in in a few minutes i i just like to bring up a couple things i'm just going to grab my board here and put it put it over here so when i'm ready for it i can i can show everybody too but what i'd like to bring up is i was talking about so i i just want to say i think emerson has done a fantastic job on a lot of these parts for instance the sure switch that i the the generation the first generation sure switch i put in my condensing unit at home five years ago i believe and i haven't touched it since right i i think that's sure one of the ways that technicians, company owners can can really figure things out is installing it on their own equipment, right? Because then if it screws up, you're already a technician. You can go outside and fix it, put the old one back in or, or something. But the, the, the best way to, to figure these things out is to test it, know it works on your own stuff. And then when you recommend it to a customer, you're, you're not really, uh, it's not like you're making stuff up, but you have experience uh, the values is within the, the, your own install that you did at your own place or your own office, your own home. And you can say the cut, listen, I use this myself at my own place, my own office, and, and I trust it now because I put it in and installed it there and it's ran for 
a few years or, or whatever. So I can say that about the sure switch, right? I, I have installed, uh, an all spark, uh, maybe two winters ago now. And the first one I installed, yeah, there was a little bit of a learning curve because I had to read and, and I had to figure out how the, the, the near field communication works with the phone. But once you get past that learning curve, it's very, very simple. One of the, the technicians I was speaking to or made a comment regarding universal parts was he had an older technician that he worked with who thought the sure, um, the, the AllSpark was too complicated. And I'm like, well, I mean, there, yes, there's an, an initial learning curve. But once you get over that hump, it's not complicated at all. But it just takes a little bit of time and effort just to, to learn it and get past that. Like any any new technology, mm-hmm. there's there's learning curves. And you, one's got to take it with within themselves, upon themselves, to figure that out. Because I remember when I first got smart probes and I'm trying to hook them up to my phone and my <laughs> and, and my uh, and, and, and my tablet and I'm getting headaches and I'm pulling my hair out. But it's like it's child's play now. I just go bloop, bloop, bloop. It's, it's done within a couple of seconds. You got to get over that hump. You, you got to take the steps and, and you got to learn. Um, so the, the other, the other thing that I've, that I've installed is, is the, the new flame sensor, the universal flame. So, well, I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me because mm-hmm. I had never, I had never used it up until a couple of months ago. I've bent them, I've cut them. Um, and, and this might be taboo. This might not be kosher with Emerson, but I'm going to tell you what I did. <laughs> like, it, I don't even know. I didn't check on the on the app to see if it matched up with my furnace because the screw hole didn't line up, right? You know, the screw hole on, sure. on the on the, the bracket, it uh-huh. didn't line up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drill my own screw because I might be in this position at some point in my life where I've got this universal uh, flame sensor, but the screw hole doesn't line up. I'm going to drill a new one, drill the new one, and that's that it's still in my furnace since October ish and it's still working fine. So I, I know that even though the screw hole didn't line up and maybe it wasn't a total match on the box or w- within the app or whatever, but it's still working. Right. So just there's, there's just things that you got to do to test and, and learn for yourself how things how things work is that. You see any validity to that? Yeah, it, taking well, it upon yourself and testing it on your own equipment just to make sure it's working before you before you recommend it to customers. All right, guys, I made a boo boo when I posted the other week about the Navac tubing bender. You may have seen my post because it was getting a lot of views and engagement really, really quick because it's a new tool. I had to delete it because I remembered something. There's something in my brain that told me that post wasn't allowed to be public yet. And I went back and read my email. The tool doesn't launch till January 16th. My bad. You'll see that post again coming soon, but it's part of their break free series to add to their tubing expander, their flaring tool, battery powered. Okay. There's not, not ratcheting. It's, you just press a button. It bends, you press the button in the opposite direction. It comes back and you can pull your tube out. Pretty cool stuff. Watch that coming from Navac real soon. Rapid locking system is the future of the industry when it comes to fitting pipe together. Brazing is still a great joint. I'm not taking anything away from it as long as you do it properly. Nitrogen braze, clean the tube, ream, all that kind of stuff. Okay. But the future, in my opinion, is pressing. That's just my opinion. So if you're if you're willing to look into or invest into this future of the industry, check out Rapid Locking System. The other thing I want to talk about briefly is the the JJM Alkaline Technologies experiments I've been performing. Yeah, water coming out of a high-efficiency appliance is acidic. I've proven that with a digital pH tester. And going through the pellets brings it back up into the alkaline zone from around 2 pH back up to above 8. Around the 9 is what I got. So if you're dealing with any drains that's, that's metal, uh, going into a septic, you really should be using neutralizers and it's code in a lot of places. So check out JGM Technologies and their lineup of condensate neutralization devices. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's the best way to get familiar with something is is to install, yeah. install one for yourself. You know, you, you talk about uh, drilling a new hole for, for a flame probe and, and in reality, we are a generation removed from furnace technicians that basically built 
their own systems a lot of times. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and a, a classic example of that is uh, what we call today a combination gas valve. And everybody's like, combination? Why is it called a combination gas valve? And, and the reason it is is because it combined multiple components back in the day. The, the safety pilot was a separate valve. The main gas valve was just a solenoid with 24 volts going to it. The regulator was a separate gas regulator, just kind of like nowadays for propane or natural gas, you got a regulator outside the house. Well, there was a regulator miniature of that inside by the equipment, and all those things were separate, and technicians had to figure out which ones would work and how how that would all connect. Pilots uh, were aluminum tubing that, that you had to bend around and, and get to a spot where when gas came out of the burner, the flame would hit that gas instantly so you wouldn't have any delay. And, and what you're talking about with the flame sense is, is really no different. That furnace will shut off if it doesn't see that flame. And that's the part of the, the safety of it that is required. And, and if you have to, to drill a new hole so that that probe is in the flame and gets a good reading, the safety circuit is still fully intact. Everything is still fully functioning. Uh, and, and that innovation uh, is, is perfectly fine. And in a sense, that's what we're doing with universal controls is, is we're adapting, especially on something like um, our in, intelligent uh, valve retrofit kit uh, that we pull uh, a, a fan timer board and a smart valve out and put a regular IFC and a standard gas valve in. And there's a couple harnesses that you basically reconfigure that furnace and, and rebuild it to be a normal type of furnace. And, and so, uh, you know, that's, that's all a part of being able to adapt and, and work on equipment is, is to, you know, as long as you're making sure all your safety circuits are not compromised, um, whether it's the limit circuits or pressure switch circuits, um, you know, that, that's absolutely a, a, a no-no to, to be bypassing circuits like that. Uh, but, uh, in in general overseeing uh, making sure everything works that's that's part of the technician's job uh, yeah and, and then addressing uh what you experienced going through all spark is really this next generation that that's coming on in the hvac uh, field they're they're more connected to technology and and with that we want to be able to use technology to be able to make their job easier. And, and so introducing an app on a smartphone uh, that you can do all your configuration uh, of the control that you can, you can look at diagnostics uh, within that app to see exactly if there's been any errors, uh, what those are. Uh, those are part of things with, with technology. And, and even, even a Wi-Fi thermostat, uh, from my experience of, of Wi-Fi thermostats, the, there are technicians out there that'll say, you know, I'm not, not messing with that because you have to, to get involved with the homeowner's router and you have to be able to make that connection. And, and I tried that once and I spent three or four hours uh, in that home trying to get the Wi-Fi connected up to, to the thermostat. And until you've done it, and the best way to do it is for yourself and, and to experience what type of issues you have uh, you know, it's, uh, an example of that is is with our our Cincy uh, and our soon to be launched Cincy two that's that's coming out here uh, in another month or so. Uh, working on the progress on that as well, but uh, those those Wi-Fi signals are two point four gigahertz, and mo- and old routers that's what they were two point four, and and then routers came out with with five or 5.0 gigahertz signals. And they're either 2.4 and five dual, or they're 2.4 by themselves. I don't know that there's there's routers out there that are five gigahertz by themselves. Okay. But what but what'll happen is the the technician or, or we'll get the homeowner, one of the two will, they'll be on the five gigahertz signal on their smartphone 
and then they'll try to connect to the Wi-Fi on, on a Sensi, and the Sensi will, will throw an error code saying, hey, I, I don't get this signal. And, and the technician is like, uh, it's not connecting. Well, most of the time, if it's a dual, you, when you bring up all of the available signals on your smartphone, you can see a, a standard name on the router on your phone, and then you see that name, and beside it, it says 5G. That's that higher signal that's available in the dual band, and most uh, people, that's the one they choose because it's going to be a little faster, a little better connection, and that's what they're using on their phone, and now that won't connect over. And so all they have to do is reconnect their phone to the standard signal the without the 5.0, and that's the 2.4, and then they connect to the, the thermostat, and the thermostat will pick it up just like that, and wow. and, and your issue's over. And so that's... That's valuable. It's that's valuable info, because I it, didn't know that either. It's, it's the learning curve of technology, and once you understand that and see that, uh, and, and I learned that because I hooked up uh, one of the new Cincy 2s in, in the test program here uh, in my own office, and I was going through that saying, hey, something's not connecting here. And it's like, I want to share that information because, to me, that's the biggest hiccup. And, and once you hit that hiccup, it's like a brick wall. It's like, I don't want to install one of those again because mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't get through it. But knowing where those little things are is just like you said, hooking up uh, your uh, – connectors on on your uh, uh, Bluetooth or, or whatever you're using to connect for your charge and everything. It's just beep, beep, beep. And, and once you're there, uh, it's a walk in the park. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'd like to talk about the near field communication for a minute because I think it's I think it's brilliant, actually. When I first heard, because I'd never used near field. I'd, I've seen people paying for coffee with their phone and, and I've just never like I, I knew it existed and, and I, but I've never looked into the technology before until I actually installed a uh, an AllSpark and your your update on this is, is a game changer for technicians that might not be as technically savvy as as others even though you're throwing a technical savvy sort of vehicle at them and what I mean by that is the first time that I installed a an AllSpark, the information on the board that crossed with it, like the, the pre-purge and all that, it wasn't on there. It wasn't on there and I couldn't find it online. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna count it out. I'm gonna count out the pre-purge. One, two, three. And then I entered it into the um, into the, the, the app, right? The, the White Rogers sure. Connect app. Um, and then I entered it all and send or, or whatever the, the button said, I can't recall at this time. And, and that's how I put it in. But now, I mean, instead of all these dip switches and like maybe uh, jumpers or whatever that people are used to dealing with and, and having to figure out how to, all you got to do now is look up the part number, enter the part number, and it switches it all for you into the right configuration, which I think is one step forward for the mm-hmm. The people that are not as technically savvy because all they got to do is download an app find the the existing board that's defective punch the number in and then hit send and it, all the information goes right to mm-hmm. the to the new AllSpark. i mean i i think that's incredible and that's quick and it's efficient and you just got to learn how to do it the first time once you do it the first time you'll be an expert at it because it's it's very very simple <laughs> to do right so, and I noticed that, and I don't know much about this board, and I'm glad you're here. So I noticed, and I'm holding the uh, the 50M56X, um, and I noticed that it's also got the near field communication uh, stamp on it. So, what will we use? What, what 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 do we use this for on this particular board? Actually, you know what? We should talk about what this board does first um, and sure. its capabilities, and then get to this part, right? You bet. So. What what is the the single stage IFC fifty MX or fifty fifty M fifty six X dash eight four three? Well, the fifty M fifty six X I abbreviated the eight forty three. By the way, uh, those last three digits that's our mm-hmm. code. That's our code for universal. So whenever okay. you see gotcha. eight forty three at the end of, of one of our numbers, uh, that that's going to be something that's universal as far as crossing multiple manufacturer brands. Uh, we do have 
other codes like 751, which uh, at the end of a model number, which is an indicator that that board was built specifically for universal within carrier. And, yep. and, and it'll cover multiple carrier boards, but the 751 gives that indication. So uh, 843, universal for everything. And this is single stage IFC. Uh, what this is, however, is a control that does both PSC, blower motors, as well as ECMX or, or X13, uh, as they're somewhat commonly called. Uh, so two types of blower motors uh, are able to be connected up with this control. A cool thing about the control is, is the fact that between those different types of boards that it replaces, uh, there's over 550 different SKUs that this will cross to. So one board crazy. compared to stocking 500 and some boards on your truck. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a no-brainer as far as uh, being able to have something on your truck to, to be able to cover the majority of, of equipment out there uh, with, with this and it, one. It looks, and it looks cool, too. I mean, usually when you, you go grab a circuit board at <laughs> a supplier, you take it out. It's, it's just look. I mean, I think these look cool. I mean, I know that's not for functionality and <laughs> yeah. all that. It doesn't really matter, but it. I, I just, I just think it looks cool. So I think you did a good job on the whole, uh, the design, the aesthetics, and, and everything on the on the front here. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's designed really. If you look at a board, get it up here in, in the camera here, in the right spot, and cover me up. Uh, you, you go on one side, and these are all the 120-volt circuits for, like, the, the power transformer. The connections in the middle here are the 120-volt circuits for inducer igniter, depending on what type you have. Uh, you have some park spades uh, for the uh, blower up in the middle, and then you go over to this corner of the board. This is all uh, the blower motor section. So you have the, the X13 or ECMX connectors, and then uh, up above here, you have the PSE connector. So all the blower is in one corner. Uh, in the middle here are the connectors for the transformer, low voltage, uh, 24 yep. volts. And and okay. we go to the point of in giving you both quarter inch and three sixteenths for both uh, wires on the transformer. So no longer are That's you awesome. even clipping uh, the transformer spade off to get the, the correct size. We Both of them are on the board. And then your, your bottom corner has all of your low voltage plugins, which uh, typically are, are your pressure switch, limit switches, all your 24 volts going to all that. Uh, the, the flame sense can, can come through that. There's also both a quarter inch and 3 sixteenths flame spade on the edge here so that uh, if you have a direct wire, it can connect there. Uh, still has twinning capability, a twinning wire in the middle uh, on the one side. And then you get down here to the bottom and your thermostat bus would connect into that uh, as well as uh, we do have a new connector, a blue connector over here. This blue connector is going on most of our controls nowadays. Uh, we do not have a lot uh, of information going on exactly what's connecting to that. I would just simply say that we're looking at the ability to plug in a little card uh, for for uh, the let's see the Y generation maybe it would be maybe X generation uh, your your Game Boy Nintendo uh, game cards that would go in the back of your Game Boy something small like that to, to plug on there to be able to connect via Bluetooth to to actually watch uh, the furnace function in real time on a smartphone oh, that's cool. in the future that's awesome uh, yeah. so. Uh, that type of technology is, is something we're, we're working on with that. And, and then you have the diagnostics, uh, everything. We talk about this app and being able to get everything on the app. For those who are not interested in connecting up to an app that, that you like just to be able to see everything from the board, we still have it on the board. All the configuration, everything can be done right from the board. So you don't have to have uh, the app to be able to connect up. So everything is laid out in groups almost if you if if you you know listened as i was talking around this board uh there's there's 
specific groups of where things connect and understanding those groups makes it really easy to know, hey, here's the inducer in the, the furnace. It's going into this group, this section here, uh, and, and makes that connection really uh, fast and, and easy. The, the so I, I do like I do like this. Sorry to interrupt. I do like how the, the thermostat terminal strip pulls off so correct. you can wire it outside or away from the board and then you can plug it back in when you're done. I, I really enjoy that feature. Or, or, or as, as I would say, you don't have to stand on your head trying to get the thermostat wires uh, exactly, fastened exactly, in, in yeah. inside inside the blower cabinet. You can do it. Uh, externally out in front where you can see it. And, and what I like to, to share with that is you can tighten those wires on, on, on your little bus plug, and then you can tug on them to make sure that everything's secure, that the thermostat wires have good connection before you plug it in. I, I've seen times where uh, the, the, the one of the thermostat wires didn't get secured uh, in underneath the screw and it was having an intermittent problem and, and nobody could figure it out. And uh, I, it was a job I was actually called out to, to check on. And I just reached up and pulled the thermostat wires a little bit, tugged on them, and this one wire came out. And it's like, hey, there's, <laughs> there's your problem. So uh, it's being able to, to make sure that's all secure before you plug it in. And then one solid connection and plug-in does make it uh, very easy that way. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, is there is there any plans to at some point release a a two stage board at all? Because a lot of furnaces now are coming out with with a second stage of, of heat in it for efficiency purposes and all that kind of stuff too, right? Sure, yeah, and and two stage that's something that uh, the design team monitors uh, whenever okay. we're looking at uh, creating uh, new designs, and and that is just simply the volume of controls out our furnaces out there that are single stage, the volume of that are manufactured two stage, uh, who's manufacturing, what what the, the more common ones are out there. And, and the other thing to keep in mind is when we're creating something universal, we're creating something that the control or the furnace itself is uh, five, 10 plus years old. Uh, if, if a, if you have a whole bunch of two-stage this year being installed, next year those boards are going to be under warranty. Nobody's really interested in, in buying a board when they can go and, and get a, a warranted board. So uh, our market really goes past where the warranty drops off as far as aftermarket universal controls. Uh, and, and so as far as right now, we do have a universal uh, two-stage board available uh, currently. It's it's uh, somewhat limited. Uh, uh, actually, there's two of them. One that's that's for a uh, PSC blower, okay. um, and one that is for the, the constant volume, the ECMV. Uh, there, so we we do have two out there, uh, but they're like I say, they're they're skew numbers, they're cross references. Uh, don't cover uh, near the, the number of, of what our new 50M56X covers. Uh, there's just the market isn't there yet to, to cover that uh, kind of quantity of, of controls uh, for replacement at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense what you're saying is that the, the newer generation of furnaces with the two-stage, I mean, you are going to replace, if they fail under warranty, you're going to replace them with the warranty board instead of buying another board. So it, it really does make sense when, when you bring that up. So, I mean, let's get to the to the near-field communication on, on this particular board. So maybe we should start with, because there's probably people listening going, what the hell is near-field near communication? Like, what is it? Like, so we should probably get a brief discussion of it, how it kind of, you how, how you use your phone with the board, and then we'll talk about what you can do with it um, as far as setting up the board. Is that, is that maybe the way? That sounds great. That, that sounds great. Okay. And, and, and I like to start this conversation uh, with the near field communication that has been in existence for quite a number of years. I actually I actually still use an iPhone 8 uh, for a personal phone. Uh, I, I've had it for uh, quite a few years now, but I got this iPhone 8 
because it was Apple's first round of near-field communication built into the phone. And what that meant was I didn't have to take my credit card out when I was at the grocery store or, or Walmart or wherever I was at to be able to, to pay for things. I could just simply tap my phone on the card reader and pay for the transaction. Now, it's, it's possible to do that, and, and that was something that was still possible with the credit card by itself. And, and that's a, a lot of credit cards nowadays. They have that little signal on the back. It looks like a Wi-Fi signal that says this, this has got NFC in it. And, and basically what that means is, is it has the ability to communicate with a NFC reader. And, and so you go to the grocery, pull out your, your credit card, and you, you put it on the, the machine there, for and you wait till it beeps. Sometimes it's a second, sometimes it's two. We, we call it tap, but even a credit card, yeah, tap, you're, yeah. you're, you're holding it a couple seconds before it beeps and recognizes that, that it's, uh, the transaction's gone through. And at that point, you're sending a 16-digit credit card number, expiration date name, a, a small data packet, uh, from your card into the reader uh, for you to make the purchase for it to charge that card. And and you stop and think about that card by itself. It doesn't have a battery. It doesn't have 120 volts or, or 24 volts to it. It is a piece of plastic. And yet it has the ability to communicate with a reader, with a, a credit card swiper there. And so point number one, both pieces do not have to have power to be able for communication to transfer back and forth. Only one has to have a source of power. And, and so I, I like to point that out because whenever you're looking at communicating with one of our controls, whether it's the, our, our, uh, our, our maiden product, the AllSpark that had the NFC or the, the 50 and 56X, they can you can be sitting in the warmth of your truck seat uh, and uh, do all of the programming of this control before you ever even get out of your truck and, and head into the, the building. You have that ability because your phone has power. The actual control itself is not required to have power. One has a power source, which is your phone. And so mm -hmm. NFC is a combination of Bluetooth and RFID, uh, radio frequency uh, a signal. It's a very close proximity signal, uh, and it works fully independent by itself. You can take an old cell phone that's not even connected up to a carrier. You don't have to have uh, data, or uh, you don't have to have the, the uh, actual cell signal. You don't have to have Bluetooth turned on. You don't have to have Wi-Fi uh, on you're simply using, if, if that phone has NFC in it, you're simply using the NFC portion of that phone to communicate uh, with the board. And so uh, the, that's the other thing as well. I, I'm, I'm going to be way out in, in the middle of nowhere and I don't have a cell signal. You know, how am I going to program this thing? Well, all of those configurations, all of that information is built into the app. And if it's not in the app portion of, of the, the code, it's in the board portion of the code, whereas it's going to be able to, to make the corrections or the adaptions you need without having that cell signal, without having any other connection. Uh, and so what I the, take from that, just I just want to jump in real quick. What I sure. take from that, just from just from the, the non-savvy techs, the, the non-savvy tech techs that are <laughs> listening, basically, if you've tapped a card at a grocery store, you're already using near, near, near field communication. You're already using it, right? You mm -hmm. just haven't used it on your phone, perhaps. And it's very easy to do. Like you just swipe, like for me, I'm, I'm an Android user. I just swipe down and see all my, like what's on and what's off. And I go to NFC and I turn it on. And that is the, the, the first step to, to this, obviously, right? And, and then mm -hmm. having, obviously having the, um, the White Rogers. Now, do we use the White Rogers Connect app for this board as well? It's the same app. Yes. 
Okay, yeah, so, so you got so, down, you got download White Rogers Connect app as well. So 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 yeah, the the White Rogers Connect app, and and one nice thing uh, on the front of if you get one of our controls that have NFC on it, it's got a QR code right on the label on the front of the the control that you you open up your camera, scan that label, it'll take you right to your app store, to the app to download. So you don't even have mm-hmm. to figure out. Uh, you know, where am I getting this app? Where, you know, what's it look like in the app store? There's there's QR codes built uh, or, or pictured right on the labels that, that will take you directly uh, to that. So it's uh, WR Connect is the app. Uh, that, that app uh, will allow you to do all your configuration. It'll also give you the status, kind of a snapshot of exactly what's happening when that communication uh, occurred. Uh, things like... Uh, the the low voltage that's present, uh, that the fuse uh, is not open, that it's uh, good intact, uh, and there's there's some other information, just direct picture information. It's not it's not moving real time. It's just at that moment that you tap. Then it's got diagnostics in it, and and the cool part about the diagnostics is not only will it tell you uh, if there was an error code, but also uh, what that error code represents, as well as any type of uh, troubleshooting helps to, to what to look for to, to be able to, to correct uh, that little uh, hiccup or, or issue that you have with that. So, And then the final uh, tab on the bottom of the app gives you all of your, your firmware, your, your date code, your exact model number, uh, and it also has our tech support line on there. So if there is any uh, issues of, of understanding exactly what's going on, not only do you have the number to call right from the app, but rather than having to search all over the board to make sure you have the right number, and, and if they're asking, well, you know, what's, what's your firmware number or what's this other information off the board, you don't have to try to figure out where it is on the board anymore. It's right there on your app screen to be able to, to have all of the information about that specific control uh, right there with it. And, and that kind of segues into to one other um, of, of the lines on the About tab, takes you to other information about uh, that control. And that takes you into uh, the information that's in our other app, the WR Mobile app, where within WR Mobile, which is uh, another really cool app, it's actually my favorite app that, that we have out there. Uh, what you can do with that app is you can put in your old part number, and mm-hmm. it will it will cross whether it's an old number of ours, an obsolete number of ours, a competitor's uh, model number. It will cross over to the exact control that we have on the universal side of things that will work. Not only will it cross over that, but there's a lot of the, the most popular universal controls out there, just like this 50M56X or the, the AllSpark. There's installation videos right there that you can access through the app to actually go through step-by-step of how to install them. So uh, another way that we've tried to eliminate that that anxiety or or, or the, the, the heartburn of trying to figure out how to to wire up universal there's install videos that we've created to to be able to take you through step by step and and do those and you can access that through this wr connect when when you're on that specific control Mm -hmm. one thing that's cool about the wr mobile i this is going back maybe a month and a half ago i was working on a customer's uh furnace they needed a new gas valve. This thing was original. The, the furnace is like 15, 20 years old or something like that. And we just, we had to get the heat back up and running. And the valve, uh, I wanted to, I, I had a feeling that the valve was kind of maybe an obsolete valve. So I went on, on WR Mobile and I typed in the valve and it gave me the cross. And I called my supplier who's local and I said, okay, I got this um, valve here. He's like, oh, I'm going to have to go on. The website and figure out what the new one i said i've already got it for you man like chill i got it right here <laughs> so I, I gave it to him and and he's like yeah i got it so basically i took away his pain of trying to find it yeah. and my pain yeah. for waiting for him to try to find it because i had found it literally in 30 seconds on the app 
and had the part number waiting for the the, the guy at the supply house ready for him. So yeah. that was the advantage I, I took out of it. So pr- pretty cool when you can look up your own cross-reference parts and give that number to the... And, and then and then and then then when you show up and, and it's wrong you can't blame any anybody else but yourself because if you you know what i mean if open the box when you're at the supply house make sure it's the right one that you found on the app and when uh-huh. you leave everything's right right and then there's yeah. there's no there's nobody blame everybody's accountable type thing and um so so that brings me we talked about the the, the nfc right and mm-hmm. and the, the the two apps so what I wanted to, to get to is what are we using NFC on this um, on the IFC board for? Is it the same thing as basically we, we got the 500 some odd units out there? Is are we taking the defective board part number, entering it into the app, and then it configures our new board the way the old board is? Is that what it's for pretty much? Well, uh, yeah, I, I like to explain it in, in parts really starting sure. off with what uh, some of the audience is going to be familiar with as far as the AllSpark uh, yep. NFC app. Uh, it, it, well, it's the same app, but but AllSpark was used. And one of the things that, that we did with AllSpark uh, was you could configure both intermittent pilot and direct spark ignition uh, controls or, yeah, the, the old furnace parts. Uh, both of those would be able to be utilized with AllSpark, either type. And that configuration was done uh, either on board on the buttons or within the NFC app, the the White Rogers Connect. And so taking a a step back from that and looking at what we were configuring, I divide the furnace into two parts. There's the blower section and there's the burner section. And, uh-huh. and those the furnaces, you know, they, they, they got that that sheet metal that will actually divides the two and, and the hole in the middle of the blower blows up across the heat exchanger into the, the burner area. But the 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 blower part deals with getting the air in the house, the burner part deals with getting the, the fire, getting the heat into the heat exchanger. All spark all of of its operation dealt with the burner area. There's, there's no blower area component of AllSpark. Mm-hmm. The, the new 50M56X, the NFC app primarily deals with the blower area, not the burner area. There are, there are rare instances that your inducer timings, your pre-purge, post-purge, those things would need to be adjusted. If you have one of those IFCs that have a different timing on it, you're going to know it and you're going to know, hey, these are configurable within the the 50M56X. However, the default settings of all of the the inducer timings are 99% of what's out there. And so uh, this board really doesn't deal with, you, you don't have to worry about the burner area of your furnace. The NFC is configuring the blower area. And and a couple of things that even though you have the NFC and and, and we got we got very comfortable with the, the auto set feature of AllSpark of being able to to put in the old board number and all of the timings came across uh, within the app, and then you could, as you had shared earlier, just simply uh, tap or, or communicate back to the board those settings. When you're de- dealing with blower settings, those settings are adjustable from the factory a lot of times. And so a couple of the settings, whether you do it on board or in the NFC app, uh, which is what, what we want to address here, uh, one of the things, first thing you have to do is you have to let the board know whether you're a PSC blower motor or an X13 blower motors. Because we have this board doing two types of blower motors, the, the board needs to know which, which one it is. And that's something okay. that uh, you're going to be able to go into the app and say, I have a two-speed PSC, three-speed PSC, uh, or two, three, five-speed X13 ECMX uh, type of blower motor in there. And, and pick the blower motor uh, that is in the furnace 
to, to match it with the control. That's one timing that, that needs to be adjusted. The other timing that you'll use for NFC is your old board more than likely is either going to have a, a pin jumper or dip switches that determines whether you got a, a 60, 90, 120, 180 uh, second time off delay on the heat off. And that's, that's, that's not something that's set in stone from the factory. The old board is adjusted uh, to fit that specific application. And so you're going to have to look at the old board, say, okay, this is set at 120 seconds. And then you can go into the app on the heat off delay and match it at 120 seconds. So, so having the auto configure is, is not as, as applicable on this because some of those settings aren't, aren't hard set in stone on, on an IFC. They're settings that, that the technician, and that's no different if you got the OEM board and was replacing the OEM board, you would still have to look and say, uh, what's the, the blower off timing on the old board? I need to match it with the new OEM board. So, yeah. so we're not doing anything additional or different uh, than what the OEM would do. It's just now you have the ability to make those setting uh, changes within White Rogers Connect and, and then just simply tap or, or hold the the a mobile device on the board and upload all that. So your your main your main settings, heat on and off, cool on and off, fan only on and off. Your your blower delay settings are all configurable and adjustable. Uh, if uh, some of those are set permanently in a control, uh, your old control, you can put in the old control number uh, in the auto set and it will automatically populate what that old control is. So, so again, you don't have to worry about trying to look those things up, uh, but but the, the heat off delay is something, whether you have the, the auto set feature or not, you, you're still gonna wanna make sure you match up with that. And, yeah, and that's, cool. that, that's where uh, NFC is helping with this is, is blower configuration. Nice. Awesome. Cool. So, I mean, we, we've, um, we've got universal controls under wrap here and, and why they're efficient to have on the truck. And, and I think we've dealt with this, this new IFC board, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, I gotta say it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad you guys are out there creating solutions for this because I mean, I think everybody knows that in the last couple of years, two, three years, we've had a lot of supply chain issues and it's nice to have uh, a few things we can keep on a truck that keeps us up and running and, and our customers up and running without having to search for that OEM every single time. So for that, I, I want to thank Emerson for sure, because it's, it's, it's totally valuable to, to have these things in your head. They, they are they're there. And, and the features, you know, I, I'm not sure how much time we got here yet today, Gary, I, I, we still got more features on this 50 and 56 really? X. Oh yeah. We, we do An another, another really cool feature. Uh, all of our old controls, uh, or old, I shouldn't say old are, our more recent, uh, furnace controls would have test pins or test pads on them where you could take your yep. meter and you could set, you, you didn't have to have a microamp meter we eliminated the need to have that special meter. You could just simply have a DC voltage meter, turn your, your meter to DC volts, and, and on the control itself, uh, it would have pins, and, and, and we still put them on the 50M56X. They're, they're over right underneath the, the fuse uh, on the right side of the board. And you, oh, yeah. you could take your meter probes, put one probe on each one of those pins, read your meter in DC volts and one microamp equaled one uh, amp uh, or one DC volt. So it was a one-to-one -one ratio conversion and you could actually see what your flame sense current was doing without unplugging uh, the wire off of this, the probe and being able to, or needing to, to do it in series uh, to check that. Now, really what I just shared was probably a total waste of time on this board. And, and, and I say that because the, the three-digit LED readout, when you go into a heat cycle, 
the board reads the letter H showing you're in the heat mode, but once the gas ignites, the LED readout reads a C standing for current and the digits, the number of what your flame current is. You don't even have to have a wow. meter. You, you can actually watch your flame current uh, right from the IFC now. So, so the, awesome. the need to pull out a meter to see, hey, am I, am I, is my flame current good on this? Uh, you don't even need that anymore. The, the board itself mm -hmm. will give you right on, on the uh, display what your flame current readout is. And, and that's awesome. Uh, that's something that when you put the board in, you can document what it is so that uh, somebody coming out later uh, can look at it. Or when you come back, I should say, that'd be the best way to, yep. to, to say it. Uh, thinking of larger companies where you, where the, the senior technicians putting it in and the the tune-up techs coming out in the fall and, and checking it out and they can look at and say, hey, that, that reading's the same or, oh, hey, when they put it in, it was 3.4 uh, microamps on the, the readout and now it's only 1.1. Uh, as I've preached in the past, keeping up with technology in the industry is how you keep up with the industry in general. Now, near field communication and setting up a board, it's new to a lot of people. And I get there's a learning curve, as we discussed, but you do it once, twice, three times, you're going to pick it up very, very quickly, and it's going to be uh, something that you can learn very fast. Trust me, I, I learned it quick. It's not that difficult. And I'm not a techie kind of guy. Like, I'm not a, I work my way through it, but I'm not a techie kind of guy. So anyway, that's it, guys. Thank you to Jim once again. Thank you to the Master Group. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know-It-All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.